Eat the pig, eat the pig, ziggy, 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 zig. Eat the pig, eat the pig, ziggy, 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 pig. He ate the pig. That means he's a ziggy piggy, ziggy piggy. Oh, God. Okay. That song out of context is weird. Yeah, that was instead of a that was instead of a song. Yeah, okay. let me go get some ice cream real quick. Um, it's almost a song. It's a chant. It's like a jingle. Yeah, I feel like that could be in a commercial for sure, as like a was, as like a little button. Was Napoleon eating Napoleon ice cream or Neapolitan? No? Or was that a? <laughs> You think that's called Napoleon ice cream? I, I was totally believing Funkate. I was like thinking this, yeah. Yeah. That made a lot of sense when you said it. I was it, like, honestly. wow, they're more well, clever than I thought. <laughs> Napoleon. Do you think that. You like... Oh, sorry. Yes. Do you think Napoleon was bowling Napoleon bowls? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he was. He's the he invented the bowling ball. Yeah, I guess he. Wait, sorry, is that a real fact? Yep. No. Uh, what did we watch? Nothing. Also, who are we? No one. Oh. Where are we? In Adam's house. Where are we? More like more like when are we? Oh. Because the movie we watched. Um, twenty twenty. That's when. Oh, nice. This is bad. What's, what's the Anyone podcast else? called? What's it all about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys asked a lot of questions. I, it feels like there's a lot of ant to answer right now. I would hey, also... First question. Am I still echoing? A little, but it's... I'm sure it won't... I don't actually know how it'll sound on your recording, but I don't know. You just sound like you're in an empty room, echoey. You sound, you sound like you're in like a bathroom. Mm. I sound like powerful, right? Like, like, and you're like, in, like yeah. a powerful bathroom. Yeah, you sound like you're in like a big futuristic <laughs> like meeting hall with a bunch of like dudes sitting up high on chairs wearing sunglasses and big robes. You are the Senate. Ooh. Wow. I thought you were doing a Star yeah. Wars thing, and then I realized you weren't when you finished your Do sentence. It. That's also not what the Senate is, is it? In the Star Wars, there's a big floaty room. In Star Wars. Oh. No, I'm talking about this movie that we're talking about. Let's start again. Uh... Let's just start this episode again. I'm down. <laughs> no, it was some gold. <laughs> Hi. This is this all is gold. This is a podcast called Is It Whack? And we talk about movies and if they're whack. This week, uh, we're talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because we're doing a little theme series called The Whack Pack about getting some teams together. I'm Nara. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Get them <Hey>. together. <laughs> I'm Funke. Woo! And I watched this movie earlier today. Get them together, rhyme. Funke. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I guess that did rhyme. I'm Adam, and I watched this movie earlier to dumb. <laughs> oh, it rhymed. <laughs> nice rhyme. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm Seb, and I watch this movie <laughs> because I'm a pleb. Ooh. Wow. I, I mean, now it, that's Sorry. harsh. It feels, yeah, it feels a bit hard. My internalized self hatred comes out in, <laughs> in strange ways sometimes. Oh, I'm podcasting. <laughs> Only in rhymes. What's a, what's a pleb? Is that like a. I don't know. But it's what I am. Socrates. Okay. Yeah, we should ask Socrates. Hey, Socrates, not a pleb. Not a pleb. I mean, did I say pleb? <laughs> Let's start this episode again. <laughs> um, I'm Hannah, and I watched this movie on a banana. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. You can't watch, it rhymes, you can't watch a movie on a banana. Yeah. I, Did you I actually? I had a mini projector. I set up a banana. I projected it onto the banana. Wow. <laughs> That's how I watched the Minions movie. Oh, so sick. It's great to see that it's still going on. I like that. Who, who brought in this movie, by the way? I, I missed last time. Oh, yeah, Hello. That's a good question. I did. I, ro- I rose my hand. My name's Nara, and I chose this movie. Who's the culprit? Mm. Hey, can we start this new thing where we go? Who's the culprit? You can't. You can't ask Why? us to start a new thing like that. <laughs> you can start that new thing, Adam, <laughs> if you want. I don't know if all. Gotta be natural. <clears throat> okay, let's start this episode again. <laughs> Anyway, are we actually? Welcome, Daisy Whack. Who's the culprit? <laughs> All right, and we're rolling. So, what's the first time you watched this, Nara? I can. I think I I logged on my letterbox the first time I watched it. Give me a give me a hot second. Oh yeah, and if you have a review, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, too. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this film. Oh yeah, we. I think we're gonna get into that in a in a second. Is that what this um, podcast is? I hope we have time. <laughs> yeah, I think this podcast uh, is that. Oh, shit. I thought this was, is it wax? Or we're going to talk about wax. Because <laughs> oh, I brought in okay. a couple different waxes. Oh, it's the where first we time I put a wax figure and a celebrity next to each other, and we have to. <laughs> and then we're like, who made this wax figure? Who's the culprit? <laughs> <laughs> Madame Tussaud, is it you? <laughs> and it's always Madame Tussaud every time. It's like, when are we gonna catch on? I I first watched this film on December twenty sixth, twenty seventeen, Boxing Day. I don't think Christmas. I was doing a lot that day, and I was like, this seems like a fun movie to watch, and I enjoyed it. I rated it four stars. I liked it on Letterboxd, and then I watched it again okay. on on the weekend. On Saturday, hey. July 18th, 2020, I watched it again. That's my birthday! Oh, Whoa! happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday! That's Wait, I got a song to sing. Let's start this episode again. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Oh, guys. I was born a long time ago. Happy birthday, dear Happy birthday. 
Hey, to you. Wow. I could not ask for a better choir to sing me into my 20s. I'm sitting right next like, to my open is... window, and I wonder what like people walking by are, are thinking of this. There's a mob uh, with pitchforks outside. Yeah. <laughs> Free performance. <laughs> Tomatoes are flying through the windows. They love it. Oh my god, guys, someone Free just fruit. threw a little Bo Peep sheep catching ring and they're pulling me off stage. They want to take you with them. They love your performance so much. They want to give you some nice tomatoes. <laughs> I saw this movie when I was a little kid and in a very on brand move, I showed it to everyone on my birthday and got mad that they were talking. And it was a very tense birthday. What year was this? What, yeah, what? how old were you on that birthday? I was probably like 10. Oh, oh makes 10 sense. I'm getting mad. Oh. When were they talking? Do you remember? Like, the why whole did you get thing. Mad? They weren't paying attention. It was oh. such a good movie. Oh my god, so you've always been this way. Why do people way? like watch a movie? I've, I've always <laughs> been like this. Seb used to get mad at me for playing solitaire on my phone while we would watch movies. It's like, why even put on the movie? It's just all play solitaire. <laughs> I was addicted to solitaire. You can do two. You can do two things at once, though. Like solitaire is not that, I guess, exhaustive, right? Like you're just yeah. No, tapping. I mean like prioritize the yeah. movie. I don't mean we have to like play solitaire. Though I did. I did just suggest that. What? I don't know. Never mind. My point is, pay attention to this movie because it's good. You can do two things at once while you're watching a movie, like eat some popcorn. And what's the other thing? Uh, well, and then the other thing would be watching the movie. Yeah, can but you, you said two things while you watch a movie. You can knit while you watch a movie. Mm-hmm. You can, and eat popcorn. That's true. And you can juggle and eat popcorn while you watch a movie. But the solitaire is like really you're looking at it. Like these okay. other things you're not looking at. I'm not trying to get mad at you about the solitaire. I mean, they're challenging me on this. You can train a dog to uh, bring you objects while you watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> would you be doing the training? I don't that would be so impressive. <laughs> you can train a dog to watch a movie while you watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't like when I'm hanging with friends and then I'm like, okay, let's watch a movie, and then they're talking through the movie. Like, like, why even? Like, it's just yeah, there. Do something else. Yeah. Depends on the movie. I didn't mean to get Sometimes serious. I was trying to make fun of myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, um, I watched this movie today. Um, Tadam? To- <laughs> thank you, yes, Tadam. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, one time I walked in on my dad watching the end of the movie. He's seen this a bunch of times, so I recognized a bunch of the. I recognized a bunch of quotes from the movie. He was like, um, "No, get out." <laughs> no, he didn't say. I just he just he didn't say anything about it. He just I said, "What is this?" And then he said, "Ah, it's Bill and Ted's uh, excellent uh, adventure." And I said, "Oh, yeah, nice, nice. That's that's cool, cool." And then I was watching the scene, and then the credits started rolling, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> nice." Uh, <laughs> nice. That was my, my experience, and then I watched the whole thing today. All right, we're starting again. We're starting again. Okay, yeah. Can we start? Yeah. So, can we start this episode again? 
there a sub-summary corner? I would love to sub-summary corner this film. Yay! Do I get a song or what? Uh, Seb's gonna summarize now. <laughs> Woo! Thank you. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is about two slackers named Bill and Ted in 1980s California. San Dimas. San Dimas specifically, who are going to fail their history uh, report and their whole history course. Um, and uh, Ted is going to be sent to military school if he fails this report. Um, so they have to work together to uh, do the report. But unbeknownst to them, they become important historical figures in the future. So a uh, you know citizen of the future named Rufus is sent back to help them with their report. And he gives them a time machine in the shape of a phone booth so they can go and meet various historical figures and bring them back to help with their presentation. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. That is... It's kind of a weird premise. Where did they go? Yeah, I it's... really am curious. Why did this? Why does this movie exist? Like, not in <laughs> a mean way. But like, our villain... They're not like characters from something else, right? They're just... Someone was just like, here's a movie about these two guys. Uh, They're I'm every just... dudes. I know what you mean. Like, it does feel like it... It, it's like a. It must be like a feature length adaptation of a sketch or something. It feels like a good burger like, type thing. Yeah, but I think yeah. that they are just, uh, yeah, like the, a slacker type. And maybe there weren't a lot of movies at that time about uh, this prevalent um, type in society. I don't know. I'm it not was a 1989. But I mean, the, the movie is very like specific about their slang and their worldview and like. It's like also, you know, a broad comedy, but it's like the comedy is like, look, Abraham Lincoln is saying excellent, which was a slang word at the time, yeah. which confused me as a kid. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, this person is saying bogus. Like, it's like, it feels like what if the characters from like Clueless or whatever, I guess like the male equivalent of the characters from Clueless uh, were in this big adventure movie. Right. No, there's just something about it. It's almost like we're supposed to understand. Like, I guess maybe at the time you would see and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know who Bill and Ted are, like, in that way. Like, I've seen these guys, types of guys. Whereas for me, yeah, it's like it so. opens with this level of familiarity, feels with the characters, <laughs> where I was like, okay, yes. I mean, I got it. It's not like they're complex characters to, like, get. <laughs> Yeah, it's two Eds from Good Boy. <laughs> yeah, really, it is. Together. I, I just But I, I didn't find I, I didn't find them annoying, sorry, just one quick thing. Like I didn't find them that annoying. I think because they were both on the same level of like <laughs> and the whole movie was also on that wave, like it it didn't uh I don't know, get run to the ground real quick. I guess like I, I was fine watching it. Yeah. Oh, I just read the backstory really, really quickly on the Wikipedia page about this. Apparently, this premise or the two characters were based off of a stand-up comedy routine um, oh. that the two writers did. The writers are the uh, guys oh. who do the Siggy Piggy song. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Weird, <laughs> weird Easter. But I, I think they. They chose to write themselves in for that. Yeah, in the credits, they're listed as ugly waiter and uh, stupid waiter. 
Hell yeah. They gotta go so hard on themselves. Come on. <laughs> they weren't ugly or stupid. I'm just thinking on, like, the familiarity thing. I wonder if the equivalent now would be, like, two, like, Vine stars, you know, have, like, this big adventure movie. Like, and, like, we would Smash immediately... Smash the movie. I don't know about... Or, like, it's TikTokers or whatever. Like, we would immediately get it. We'd be like, oh, they're using the slang that, like, teens, you know, but in yeah. a historical setting. Well, I guess I just thought of, like, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, which kind of has a similarly, like, set-up familiarity. And it was because they were characters from, like, a weird play. And then they got... They made a movie. Yeah. I don't know. Uh... But that's not to say I didn't think the movie wasn't fun. It was, I just was like, it's just like funny. Like, I want to know who's, who's like, oh, you know what movie I've always wanted to make? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. But you know, sometimes movies have, say, based on a true friendship. Yeah. And, and that's the dumbest thing ever. This yeah. to me feels like it is based on a true friendship. Like to me, it feels like it's the writers are like, oh, really? what if, you know, we are teenagers and this dumb thing we came up with became really culturally important. And then it kind of happened but like, in a see, small way. I feel like Superbad is kind of like, that's the story of Superbad, but they're like distinct characters. You cannot really tell <laughs> Bill or Ted from one another. Bill is smarter than Ted, vaguely. You think so? Really? Yeah, Bill as Preston Esquire, he is like the one that actually like <laughs> actively yeah, does things. And Ted Theodore like... Logan. <laughs> yeah, yeah but... no, but but Bill actually is like, I don't know. I feel like it's always like Ted. Like, there's the scene in the beginning where they're studying, and Bill's like asking all the questions to Ted, and he's like Ted's getting like confused, and then Bill is getting. It seems like Bill kind of understands what's going on, or he's like at least kind of good at memorizing mm-hmm. these facts. And Ted's just hopeless. Because Ted keeps, like, getting distracted and off track. But Bill is kind of able to stay on track. So they're the same person, but one of them is just slightly <laughs> smarter. Yeah, that's that's it, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I don't really think they're... I don't really think they're, like, stupid. Maybe this is a controversial opinion over here. I think they're, like, naive. And, like, I feel yeah, like they're supposed like, to be stoners, but they didn't get to put that in the script. Mm. Does that make sense? Like a shaggy kind of situation. It is like well, a no, it is like a stoner offshoot. I think Slacker is. Well, they're sort of like, like Sean Penn in Fast Times at Richmond High. Sean Penn mm-hmm. auditioned for the role of Bill. Really? Yes, according to Wikipedia page that I have open. See, <laughs> like, cause that's like his exact <laughs> character in Fast Times. Really, that's funny. And I, I think the... I just wait. No, go ahead. Well, just on, I, what I was saying, like, I don't think they're stupid. I think that maybe uh, they don't learn in the way that uh, high school expects us to. But does that make them stupid? I mean, I don't know. I feel like they go on this journey and they gather some knowledge from it in their, like, uh, perhaps untraditional way. And they make a kick-ass presentation that isn't fit exactly to, like, high school standards. But it's a right. pretty killer presentation. I mean, they didn't really do any of the like learning for the presentation. They literally just brought the figures to say things themselves. They do all the learning off screen, but they do seem to know a lot about all of their lives somehow. No, it's true. Well, because they have that mat, they have a textbook, don't they? Yeah, they have the textbook right. that they're going through. 
Um, well, it's a film that advocates for like, you know, street smarts, like learning through the actual world and being worldly knowledgeable instead of like learning in an academic setting. Also, sure. I appreciate, um, like, I think the thing is, I was having a conversation with my friend once about this, and I don't think they're stupid. I think they're dumb, where it's just like, they're not like, not smart, and they don't have like, they're not like, I think it's like, they're not trying not to learn they are earnestly doing their best they just struggle like you're saying and they just struggle a lot with the environment they they're in um like i I wouldn't say they're bogus but i would say they're dickweeds (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but also i was gonna say because it's like that one time where they're like outside the circle k and they're just asking people stuff which is like they so (laughs) earnestly want to learn and they obviously like care about things and about learning um and i don't think they're like like i think the word slacker is maybe not the best term to put on them either because like i guess they are kind of slackers but they have passions and they are driven to do things like they care a lot about wild stallions they're just not good at it but but they're not passionate enough to learn how to play their instruments (laughs) (laughs) they're like like we should learn but but i think that's the thing about their like their their characters where it's like they have a passion and they have the drive they just like don't understand how to like put one and like to put them together to to make it like actually like come to fruition in like the type of society that we live in and we operate in where you need to like be able to make a marketable product to be successful well the most a man can know is to know that he knows nothing exactly Ooh, so crazy which but they actually <laughs> repeat that in in the movie right the idea is yeah. that these guys at least know that they're out of their depth and uh, eventually, I guess they do learn enough to save humanity, even though the, the joke of the movie is like the least likely people, you know, right. who you think would be become historically important, turn out to be yeah. important. Do you guys think that The Breakfast Club um, should have included a Bill or Ted-esque character if it <laughs> wanted to cover all the the high school tropes? I think it would have thrown the vibe off a lot. <laughs> like I don't know, it felt very intense in that room, and I feel like with a with a slacker kind of, I don't know. I don't know if they would they would. Be I don't think a slacker would get detention because it's like <laughs> yeah. in this movie when the teacher isn't even mad that they don't know anything. He's just disappointed and concerned for them. Like he's not. Teacher's like, pretty nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. the teacher's not the antagonist in this movie. The antagonist in this movie is this dad, whereas like this teacher is like like actually like is a good teacher and cares about them learning and cares about them being successful and doing their best okay who yeah, do you think wants them to succeed who's the worst dad bill or ted's they're both not they're good. bad <laughs> but t- ted's yeah ted's. ted's for sure for me what does bill's dad do that's i mean i'm i don't i just don't remember i mean he marries the He's just so weird. Kind of that whole weird, part right? of the movie they have, feels... they have sex in Bill's bed. And he's yeah, like looking I guess. He's like looking at and also like his wife seems like she was just out of high school. Right? That's she the joke. Yeah. 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 And then he's like he's so creepy. Yeah, know. he might be a worse guy, but it seems like Ted's dad is a worse dad. Also, Ted's dad is a cop. But Bill's dad just gives them money to leave so he can, like, do it. He's like, forget (laughs) about your homework, boys. I have more important things to do. (laughs) 
<laughs> Weird. Yeah, I don't know. I'd rather have Bill's dad. <laughs> really? I, well, I'd rather not have either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I would definitely rather have a dad that seems, you know, sex positive than one who wants to send me <laughs> off to uh, the army. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on. <laughs> no, no, let's stay on this. Also, um, oh, yeah. I was just gonna say the stakes in this film are like kind of crazy. Or They're like great, I I think. the way they set up the stakes because it's like the stakes are like they will be separated if they flunk this history project, which means the world will be destroyed? Question mark. Is that yeah, what it I, is? Yeah. I think that's like how it feels in high school, right? It's like if your best friend gets yeah. separated from you, like it's the end of the world. No, but I just think it's like weird because it's like those are the stakes, but this movie never seems that tense. <laughs> no. Well, it almost seems. They play with it so much. Sorry, fucking. Oh, no, I was just saying they play with it so much, and like there's even scenes where, like when they had all the armor on and they were just fighting each other for. Pretty long, honestly. Just like, oh, dude, you have armor. Like, I have armor, too. Um, so, I guess, I don't know. It's a good impression. You, you really don't feel... Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, you really don't feel, like, stressed at all. I was like, dang. Because I was thinking about um, Back to the Future when I was watching this. Yeah. I was like, that movie feels a little too, like, dramatic and, like, oh, my God. Like, time travel. What are we, what are we doing? But... This one is is super playful with like every element of how it handles time travel. Like even when uh, all the people are like locked up oh in the jail. Oh my god! Amazing. And they're like, oh, I love that. Yeah, like that scene. I love it so much. So they're like, oh, what do we gotta do? Like maybe if we come back here and like put the keys right here, they'll be right here, and then they're right there. And I'm like, oh, of course they are. <laughs> like and they also did the it. fact that you can um, take a historical figure out of their time for a significant period of time and it won't mess up. The stakes of the future, <laughs> but well, this has no butterfly effect. I don't. I don't know if we should get too much into the rules because it's all we'll talk about. But I think in this movie, things are kind of inevitable, right? Whenever something happens, the movie circles back to it and shows that like that's kind of like the only way it could happen, and like they mm-hmm. they set up things like. Um, I think all of the things that happened in the movie were like going to happen, right? Yeah. That's why things are never, like, tense. Because it's, like, when they visit themselves in the Circle K parking lot, when strange things are afoot at the Circle K, they um, say the exact same things, and they know the answers to the questions that the other Bill and Ted's are going to ask because they've seen it already, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he also, like, I think uh, Ted gives a teaser about, like, the princesses you'll find out or whatever which was weird to me because i was like wait this is a movie like we're watching this right now <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 it was a weird like fourth wall breaking feeling there's something so fun about that, time that though like to to know where we're going roughly and then when we actually get there mm-hmm. to like we re- have recontextualized all the stuff that they said and I, and i think like just on everything that we're saying right now i think that Time travel movies can often get like so bogged down by the time travel rules and it can looper? just kind of disrupt say looper looper <laughs> I actually think looper does a pretty pretty good job because um, in looper in, I never watched in looper that. the characters are like 
we could talk about this all day. It doesn't matter. Like, they literally, like, yeah. sit down and they're like, we're going to try and sort it out and they give up. Yeah. And that's, and I think that this movie does something similar as well. It's like, it it doesn't bother trying to, like, really, really explain the minutia of time travel. And I think that's what makes, like, that prison scene so good. It's just like, yeah, here's something we have to do in the future. Ah, I guess we did it. Nice. And, uh... <laughs> It just allows for these really fun moments where you assume, like, yeah, I guess the loop worked somehow. The time travel loop worked in some way. Um, and it just gets right to the fun and the meat of time travel rather than, like, all the questions that naturally arise from it. It's kind of just yeah. like, ah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Can I can I say something on the keys real quick? I know I'm talking too much. But I think that moment works as not, like, a cheap workaround because throughout the movie... Ted's dad is like, where's my keys? I've lost my keys. Ted, you lost them. And you go, oh, it's a character moment. Ted is, uh, you know, careless and lost the keys. And his dad is, like, too hard on him about this. But they, and they keep mentioning it. And you don't really think it's, like, a setup. And then when they have to break the historical figures out of the their cells, um, they're like, Ted's like, oh, I guess I did steal the keys and I left them here. And it's, like, it's still a character moment, but it's also, like, this thing that's been built up to and like there's this payoff of like all of this was inevitable and this was always part of the plan which it was in the script yeah i think that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. i also think like not getting into the nitty-gritty of like the time travel just makes the characters work better and makes the movie like keeps the tone of the movie because if it did have higher stakes or did have like more tense moments where the like time travel messed up i don't think the bill and ted characters would work Mm-hmm. I also think I I would kind of just tune out if they had a whole sequence explaining the time travel, unless it was like funny. But I still don't. I don't know how you would how you do all that. I, I like that they just didn't even touch it. They were just like, "Yep, this is your little phone box." Um, <laughs> was that a, a Doctor Who reference, folks? Do we oh, yeah. do we know? I can look oh, yeah, on the Bill and Ted Wikipedia page that I have open. Isn't there? Oh, isn't there also my home the page. Phantom Toll Booth? Oh, the Phantom in the a, Toll Booth. The Phantom. Is that what? about a time traveling toll booth? Nope. There's also uh, in London. In London, they have like um, uh, phone booths. <laughs> wow, they have those here too. Sick. It's like a call back to uh, yeah, that. Yeah, but have you seen the ones in London? I've yet to. <laughs> the red. Can Can oh. I say something real quick? Oh, no, wait. No, wait. Go ahead. The original film had be called, was called Bill and Ted's Time Band. <laughs> Time Band? Time Van. Time Van? V-A-N? Yeah. Um, well, while the core plot was similar with on, as on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, um, uh, it initiated the uh, script initiated when the pair had borrowed a van from their 28 year old friend Rufus and while driving the van they ended up in Nazi Germany wow that oh. sounds much sounds way less fun <laughs> can I say something else about yeah. the keys thing and all that stuff and just something I really like that the film does yes and this this movie does this a lot where uh, you know everyone's heard of show don't tell but this movie often tells instead of showing for comedic effect. And I think that's really great. Like at the very end when the guy is just like, yeah, your music has now like the foundation of the universe. And it's like, yeah, you could have seen that and maybe it would be, maybe it'd be cool. 
but I love just imagining like everything that must have gone into making that happen. That's so much funnier for me than actually explaining or actually showing. Tell, don't show, you know, sometimes funny. That's a great hmm. point. Hmm. I never thought about that. Yeah. Can Thanks. I say something that I think is smart? Wait, wait, wait. Yes. can you guys just compliment me some more? No. Oh, that was a, that was You're a great very point. very smart. <laughs> Thanks. Thank You're very you. handsome. Thank you. Whoa, thank you. Is the governor here? What? That was oh, a reference to another episode. The of governor that, that complimented Seb? Yeah, thanks, Nara. I guess you're the only one who listens to this podcast. Yeah, I the listen. What? Yes, Which the governor. He called to tell you how handsome you were. Was yeah. I there? You were there. He called yeah. to say how You were the Adam subject was. of the handsomeness. <laughs> oh, I, yes, I completely remember this. Anyway. The thing I was going to say is that we talked about Bill and Ted not being different. I think this movie is um, about their conflict with the outside world, right? Their like kind of easygoing philosophy and how the comedy comes. From... No, this isn't a good point. The comedy comes from how the different <laughs> historical, how the different historical eras have faith. Actually, uh, you know, take to them very quickly. Like, the, the joke in this movie is that there isn't too much conflict, I think. They go to yeah. a place and it's fine. And this historical person likes them immediately. Except for medieval <laughs> times, where they almost get beheaded. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I think this was more because of the princesses than the Bill and Ted. Yeah. Can we talk about what a loser Sigmund Freud is? <laughs> that's the <laughs> point. That's the point. Siggy's He's, supposed to be a little nerd loser. Siggy. A dweeb? A geek. Oh, a geek. Yeah, oh, they, but they say frood or something, right? <laughs> they call him frood. Yeah, they do say it different. Yeah. Socrates, frood, <laughs> beef oven. I like that he, he had a corn frood, dog. Frood, dude. You, you guys noticed that? Yeah. Yeah, oh, the corn dog. Yes. Nice. Eating like a phallic like food. Huh. Yeah, also, Freud was a major dork. <laughs> Is that the whole reason <laughs> he has the stepmom is just so they can make an Oedipic uh, or a Freud Freud joke? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. He because likes to psychoanalyze his Ted on the bed first. I think they yeah. make a joke about him having like an edible complex because it's an Oedip... What is it called? Oedipus? Oedipus. What's the actual... Oedipus. Huh? Yeah. Oedipus. No, they, he has a very hungry <laughs> complex. <laughs> an edible complex. Britta literally does that on computer. Yeah, I know. Oh, really? <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, he actually says it. I swear. He's like, I have a bit of one myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keeps walking. What the hell is that? <laughs> I think Freud's worth it for the scene in the police station where the guy's like, "Why do you keep saying you're Sigmund Freud?" He's like, "Why do you keep saying I'm not?" Tell me about your mother. <laughs> that is great. That was so funny. This movie's real funny, guys. Do so you want to talk about some of these uh, historical figures? Who'd you guys like? Can I say I love oh, that yeah. Socrates, Socrates, and Billy the Kid were just like besties They're for the pals. entire film. <laughs> they were just like, love that. I love how each of these characters in their own time might like like Billy the Kid is all like, oh, I'm tough. And then the minute they take him, he's just like, 
fun. Wow, so Billy the Kid, you, yeah. you're dealing with the complexities of time travel. He, he says something really funny. He's like, oh, I, might, I might have written it down. But he's like, <laughs> Billy, you are taking to the complexities of time travel most bodaciously. It's like something like that. <laughs> Love that. Billy, you are dealing with the oddities of time travel with the greatest of ease. Billy the Kid is like unfazed. <laughs> they like take him, and he's like completely unfazed. No one, no who, one really. Who said that to him? Uh, Bill says that to him. Yeah, nobody really cares about the time travel. Who's the weirdest oh, figure no. do you, to you guys that they took? Like weird choice to put in the movie. Yeah, just like I don't know. Do you have one in mind? It sounds like no. You do. <laughs> I'm just asking. I like. La- I was happy. I mean. I was happy with all the people they showed. I think they all get to be funny. I wish that like it wasn't all or almost all like white Western history. Joan of Arc. The only person. Genghis who... Khan. Wait, where's Joan of Arc from? Well, no, white Western, but that was like the one female figure. They. Had oh two yeah. Token characters. Yeah, Geng- Genghis Khan was the only uh, yeah person who wasn't <laughs> white and Western and historical yeah. figure, and he was like. I think I'll be the only villain, the only historical villain out of anyone as well, which is uh, <clears throat> a little... I guess Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah, I guess Napoleon, actually. Yeah, well, um, I guess also... So looking at it as the like totality of that, it, I, I don't enjoy that. I do like everyone on an individual level. I think that yeah. they're all fun and they get to do some fun stuff, especially in the mall. Um, mall is so fun. Well, it, it's but like I... a weird choice to take some... like, like like problematic people from history and then be like but they're so silly now ha 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 yeah <laughs> but i it's think that's strange. funny like it, it's very yeah. removed and cartoonish it kind of has like this you know um have any of you seen jojo rabbit yeah, no. yeah. like taika waititi's like kind of a take to hitler it's like i will that's... never watch jojo rabbit okay <laughs> it's, it's a good movie Sick. but I'm... Why will you never watch Jojo Rabbit? I just really don't like cutesy Holocaust movies. And I know he's Jewish and, you know, he has the right to do whatever he wants. I just, uh, it's not my kind of thing. That's fair. I hear you. But, but don't let that stop you from making the point. Sorry. No, just say, it's like, like Taiko Waititi's like approach to playing Hitler was literally like, I am going to do no research and just play him as like a buffoon and like, in no kind of relation to you know him as a, like his actual like how he was or his mannerisms and it kind of felt like that a bit like with taking like so, like and just kind of make like Napoleon he's such a silly <laughs> like number one kind yeah. of which and is I, like an interesting approach I think also like I mean in Jojo Rabbit he's like comparing Hitler to like a boy band and like the craze uh that the child has for him is like similar to uh right. this just unfounded love for like these pop stars um and i kind of think this is like doing something similar and at least in the sense of like all these characters are just like symbols and they just love them as like figures and they're treated yeah. just as like figures rather than like human beings in the same way that you know mm. these characters would treat like the bands that they admire yeah well, it's they're just this... like symbols and figures rather than like people well that's yeah. the same thing with like how i think how the movie is set up with bill and ted like starting this like new utopian future or like their band 
where it's like we start the movie being like oh that's so weird that these like two like dumb naive guys become like the leaders of this new utopian society or like a new utopian society is like based off of them as people but then it's like okay so there there are all these other historical figures which are current societies based off of their actions but they're like just probably like in real life if we were to meet them they're just as ridiculous as these two high school students mm-hmm. I-, I think it also would be different if they like you know, Abraham Lincoln had, like, a heroic storyline or something. But they're all, like, these buffoons who are kind of sidelined, right? Like, Napoleon is yeah. shown the most, and he's just being a buffoon. And he's, they're also saying he's being, it like, like the like Deacon, his little brother, like, they abandoned him because they're like, yeah, he was being an asshole. Like, we don't want to hang idiot. out with him. That was such a funny line. He's like, he was a dick! And they just also, accept that. They're like, yeah. So weird. They're like, just like all the stuff with Ted or Bill's little brother, I just I find love- it so funny. That scene is just him. like the two random ginger twins with no lines, <laughs> and their whole part is just going. Hannah's <laughs> like- making a face like, like she's disgusted by Napoleon eating ice cream. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. He ate so much of it. He was a sicky picky. <laughs> that Ziggy Piggy scene is so funny. I loved it. I actually <laughs> love eating every... ice cream. That's so funny. I love every Napoleon scene. Honestly, I think he's so funny. When he's like pushing yep. the kids out of the way to go on the water slide. When he's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made me want to go on a water slide. Real classic bad. Napoleon. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's high on my list of someone I would like to take. Absolutely. Napoleon. Oh, personally, yes. yeah, he seems like a riot. Well, I also <laughs> think that's the thing with like Napoleon and all the other characters in modern time. Maybe not all of them, but I guess Napoleon the most because he has the most screen time. Um, and then like in the mall scene, it's a little bit different because it's like the concept of the project is like, how would these people act um, in modern day San Dimas or like whatever or like modern times. Um, but I think that also is like how they wrote Napoleon as a character they weren't like who like how would like it's just like who is he as a person like they're just looking at him as personality traits not as a historical figure almost they're like they were just like if he was a person who was he which well, i think I is think also they're... sorry i was just gonna say i think that's also why it this film doesn't really seem to be like glorifying any of these like historical white dudes I, I, I mean, like it's less of a problem for me that, like, they are glorifying anyone and more that, like, you're making a film about, like, history of the world mm. and you're only choosing these white men, mostly. I, but I guess that is I what feel would like be that, taught in this American school, so I don't know. Well, that's like, yeah. yeah. That, those are, like, core American things. Uh, no. Oh, no, I was, I was just saying, yeah, I feel like that is, like, a lot of the curriculum that they were dealing with then. And, yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, like, I learned this too. Or, like, I was forced to learn this. Um, because a lot of those people are, like, things that are still, like, forced to... People are forced to learn every day. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, like, this watered-down idea of history that we learn, like, in North America, where it's, like, you learn about maybe what someone did, but not about their, like, the complexities of them or their character or their lives or, like how they might have been like a really shitty person. I feel like a lot of people we learned about in history or a lot of like 
things we learned about it's like oh if you did further research beyond like your like little textbook you it's like oh wow this actually was way more complicated most of the mm-hmm. people that existed suck um not all of them <laughs> but or just like i don't know i just think about like like it really is like iconography more than it is yeah. like i don't know well i thought it was like they're boiling these figures down to kind of like like one trait and making them like high school students like other than that like it's like <laughs> uh, genghis khan is aggressive so he's beating people up at the mall and sigmund freud is you know an academic so he's kind of a nerd and um Joan of Arc does jazzer size? I don't know. But like it's like <laughs> like they're all like the high school versions of it's almost like a like a clone high or something. Mm, like yeah. It's just this yeah. this com- complete absurd thing. You saying it's that coming back, you heard? Oh really? Yep. I think so, yeah. Oh hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But <laughs> you pointing that out does make me and I and I love this movie, but it does make me long for like a scene where they are actually interacting with high school students and they are almost like integrating that almost feels like it would make more sense than uh them in the mall interacting with like just random mall stuff but but i love that sequence the mall was like the the epitome of like american culture in the 80s especially youth culture it's like um everything like i feel like the mall would have been the funniest place to see them go like if you were watching this when it came out and it's like they're in bill and ted's environment now right it's like they've t- been taken out of their own environment and now they're in the, the world of the main characters and like how much variety could you get out of them interacting at the high school versus like the mall with like all these different stores and whatever mm. yeah that's true yeah but imagine them at school yeah. <laughs> any whack actors here um, Napoleon kind of looked like Joe Pesci. Kinda. But he, I thought he, he looked wasn't like Steve Joe... Carell. What? <laughs> I thought he looked so much like Steve Carell. I, I would say he doesn't look at all like either of those people. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a lot like Steve Carell. Uh, Whack Actor Avenue. Ooh, let's take a stroll. Ooh. Oh, 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 I have something. I have something. <laughs> I just wanted to do that. Yeah. The guy the guy who um who played Bill. He looked like someone I went to middle school. With. Alex Winter? <laughs> Alex Winter directed the Smosh movie. You're joking. I'm not. He directed the Smosh movie. Graduated to being a very weird director. Makes weird and bad movies. What else what else has he done? Alright, didn't you just watch? I watched yeah. Freaked, which is, like, after watching that, I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense that he directed the Smosh movie. Um, he also had <laughs> a, like, MTV, I think, um, like, sketch comedy show that only ran for six episodes. <laughs> I, I will say, I think he's, like, fine. I don't think he's bad at all. But when you watch it, it's, like, clear who's going to be the big star, right? Like, Keanu does all the emotional stuff. He's much funnier. He's like just so much more engaging to watch. I feel like is that just me? His his I, hair looks fantastic. 
I didn't <laughs> I didn't feel that I could see that Keanu was gonna be a star out of this one. I don't think I could yeah. see that anyone would be a star. <laughs> yeah, I was also like tr- trying to think of like I was like trying to picture this Keanu in Point Break. I was like, lol. I, I was <laughs> thinking of Speed. I was thinking of Speed. I'm like, these are different guys. These are very different Keanu. I, I don't think it. Yeah, he's like really like good-natured in this but i don't think it's so far removed from what no, he's doing in those movies i don't think it is either i think there are certain mannerisms where it's like he's kind of like oh uh, in in point break and in this he's like but there's still the underlying similarity <laughs> yeah it's a, it's an advancement of the same sort of techniques <laughs> I think he's so funny in this. I love when uh, Billy the Kid's like, "I need two men. Who's with me?" Keanu's like, "We're with you, Billy the Kid." <laughs> I like when he comes up with fake names for everyone. Uh, when he's introducing yeah. them to, oh my god, to yeah, step up. Bob Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> And then at the end, he gives up, and he's like, and this is Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) I love that throughout this movie, they're just earnestly trying so hard. They're just, like, giving it their best effort. Yeah. They're such pure guys. They are himbos. (laughs) They're himbos. I was thinking that. Himbo? They really are. They're males in himbo. That's the realest thing you've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Wow. I'm with the kids. I understand that. But you know what? I yeah. I I love their earnestness, and I feel like you could totally play this movie where the leads are, especially in a movie that like is so low stakes and whatever, where it could totally feel like there's this ironic detachment from everything that's happening, and the yeah. humor could come from that, like kind of a sarcastic like winking at everything that's happening and a winking at the fact that nothing's being taken very seriously. But because the two of them are so earnest and they really want to pass this or this thing and their friendship is very evident i never feel like the movie doesn't care about what's happening even in its low stakesness like i feel like it's it's earnest and 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 loving and yeah it's 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 great they really want to get the job done yeah not not said this earlier but yeah they're committed to their mission even if the stakes aren't that high but they are high but they don't feel like they are but I think Keanu kills the scenes with his dad, too. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Like, I think you feel that he's scared and, and of what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. um, they it, To bring it back to Fast Times, just one more time, um, they re- remind me of Sean Penn's epilogue in that, which is, like, his character saves Brooke Shields on his surfboard and then with the reward money pays van halen to play his birthday party and that's kind of like the life of bill and ted it's sort of like they just stumble into these things and then mm-hmm. they're like okay yeah things are good <laughs> I like can it. i it's also nice. just one observation that i had rewild stallions when i was watching the first scene i don't think they had strings on their guitars <laughs> They don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was watching. I mean, I they're like, so far ahead. It they doesn't even look like there's any strings on that guitar. <laughs> but yeah, that was well, they, it. 
<laughs> that's, Their that's whole society uses thing. air guitars. Did you, true. Did you remember? They don't need strings. Oh, oh yeah. The man, like, when they go into the future and there's, like, those three people, the main guy looks just like Andre Leon Talley, who oh is my a God, former, yes. right? He, like, with the sunglasses and the coat, if you Google Andre Leon Talley, he looks just like him. He's a Vogue, former Vogue editor, staff member guy. Yo, it's Clarence Clements who played with the E Street Band. That's who it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So you're saying wow. that guy knows Bruce Springsteen? That guy plays that guy with Bruce Springsteen. Yes, he knows the <laughs> boss. I'm pretty sure this is the man that the boss would make out with on stage all the time. But in this movie, he was the boss. Yeah, he was one of the three most important people. Sorry, that was really exciting to my little friend. <laughs> and also, wait, you're saying this guy looks like the guy from Vogue, and yeah. the main character in this is related to Anna Wintour. Wait, the what? lead actor, Alex Wintour. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Winter. Well done. That was that took so <laughs> took so long to stretch. get to a joke that it did that was not funny. It made sense. No, yeah. it was good. Okay. It was good. Okay, thank you, thank you. I need to get my thank charger. You. Adam, can I plug my thing in here? Can I unplug your lamp? Uh, yeah. Are you guys in the same room? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, no, no. What? Uh, no. Um. I'm in the I'm in the bathroom, but I'm not going to the bathroom while we're talking. That would I'm just sitting in the bathroom. Uh. Please, someone say something so it's not a pause as, <laughs> after I, I said that. I was gonna that. say throwback to on the hackers <laughs> episode where Seb just went to the washroom <laughs> while we were recording. Yeah, <laughs> and like uh. muted himself but listened to us. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the movie. Uh, good times, good times. <laughs> who um, else you like? You know who I liked? Who? Uh, what? Socrates. Me Socrates? Too. Really? Cool I feel guy. like in my head he's so arrogant. But here in Bill and Ted, he seemed nice. He seemed pretty cool. Seemed like a chill dude. Is Air is Socrates known for being arrogant? I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> I, I just know. feel like philosophers have that have that thing about them where you're like Yeah, I, it might just be the philosopher vibe I get from him. It's like you think Wasn't you're smarter than me. Funky, why, do, why do you gotta slander bro? my Greek my Greek brother Socrates? <laughs> He's your Greek brother. He's all we have. He's all we have, <laughs> Funky. <laughs> uh, Mamma Mia. <laughs> Here we go again. Okay. My that's big fat green that's wedding too. We um, that one storyline <laughs> yeah. from uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yes, yeah. that storyline. Yeah. Uh, Greece. Yeah, this isn't about Greece. <laughs> I know that was that was a joke. But we do have yeah. Uh, also, Taziki. Um, Taziki, yeah, we do got the hey. Uh, I I I ordered Seb some Greek food the other day for the first time. He ate Greek food for the first time ever. Seb, what did you think? That was good. I also had Greek food. What are you talking about? <laughs> it doesn't sound like no. This. You said that was the first I... time you ever had it. 
How would I have never had Greek food? I don't know. You tell me. It wasn't your first what do you time. Mean? You said you had never had it. No, I didn't. I think you're just embarrassed. Am I, am I doing a no? Am I not doing a yes and? Am I screwing this up? I had no idea. So I don't just, know if you have had it. Let's or just not. start this episode again. Let's just let's just start. Let's restart. Let's, let's go back to the end. Okay. Everyone, this is so. What did we watch? <laughs> I haven't. Did we talk? Okay, I have... hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. wow! We all had stuff. Hannah, you go, you go, you go, you go. I have an argument for why Napoleon shouldn't be our person. Oh my gosh! Is it because well, he killed so many people in Europe? Well, <laughs> yes. Um. Well, if you remember, we picked the vegan from John Tucker Must Die, and. Uh, she holds a vegan, non-violent outlook on life. And Napoleon inherently contradicts that. And there might be trouble. Mm. He mm. also might try to kill everyone. I don't know. You know who I think we should I don't bring? Think... My, my vote for who we bring is Rufus, the guy who delivered them the We should talk cards. about Rufus. I love Rufus. Hmm. It's an interesting. I think it's interesting that it's George Carlin. Like, I think he's a pretty like out there comic at the time, right? Pretty extreme. Yeah, I, I did not know he was a comic. Mm-hmm. It, he's like one of the one of the famous stand-ups, and he was like very political and. But he doesn't uh, have any jokes in this. Yeah, it's weird, and I don't think yeah. he's. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's like great either. It's weird. It could have been any dude. Yeah. Yeah. It really like could have casted yeah. your dad. I'm like, hey, can you just? <laughs> but it, he was like extremely political. It'd be like having like Eric Andre or like Conor O'Malley or someone there, and they just didn't tell any jokes. Okay, they just yeah. like. But Eric but Andre Eric has Andre, had yeah. like roles where you're like, oh my god, Eric Andre needed a paycheck because he. He's and those just are strange. This. Yeah, and you're always like, this is so weird that Eric Andre is here. But if you didn't know that, you'd just be like, okay. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I wonder if this movie was at all positioned to be kind of counterculture, or they thought it would be, because they are like, they're not explicitly stoners, but they're kind of positioned that way, and they put in George Carlin. But otherwise, it's almost like a family movie. And it's their weird. utopia well, is based off of like the their like rock music. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I should have done. No, that I'm. Research. I was. That was supposed <laughs> to support your evidence, but. what is interesting that you have this character who's like from the future and kind of is it's his job to like wrangle these two dudes Mm -hmm. but then whenever they're in trouble he doesn't really show up he kind of just lets them do whatever because he knows knows. everything's gonna be fine yeah it's inevitable but i think i know i just think it's interesting that they like made him a character just sort of to like be the liaison to the audience being like it's okay like he is literally just there to like talk to the audience and be like, "You you guys will be okay." Like, yeah, audience, the stakes aren't that high. <laughs> but I do think like maybe this movie was a bit of like people you know around the age of Bill and Ted, in my experience, react very strongly to this movie and like say it's like the best movie ever, and I think it's great. 
But oh yeah, I, think... I watched this when I was 16 and I was obsessed with it. <laughs> but I think there's a thing that appeals to young people and always appealed to me about the idea that it is like a really youthful movie about like, oh, the things that you like in high school and you think are important will save the world. Mm-hmm. And it's like promising mm-hmm. you that. Well, I think and that's like... I think Carwin is part of that. And, you, and I just think saying. that's interesting. Yeah, well, I was also going to say, like, I think, like, for me, the films that I was always drawn to, like, about teenagers or the ones I thought were, like, like, or the ones that I like the most are the ones where it is these, like, not dumb issues, but these issues that, like, you have that are very specifically, like, a teenager issue where it is the biggest thing in the world to you. And technically it is. Like, it is the biggest thing in the world because that's the biggest thing that you've experienced up to that point. And it's super important and films that, like, respect that. And don't try and make it, like, don't play it down or, like, it's, like, I still love, like, gritty, like, teenage films where they're dealing with really, like, serious topics. And they are doing, like, topics that, like, a lot of teenagers will deal with but, like, might not be, like, completely unanimous. But I also love films that deal with, like, pretty universal topics where somebody's just, like, I am just mad at my friends. But that's going to be, like, the entire plot of this movie and it's going to be the biggest thing in the world because that is the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, I think totally. that's like really authentic and like important. Uh, yeah, and also like this kind of feeling that you have when you're that age, where like you kind of do feel like not to like. No, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but sometimes you really do feel like you're the center of the universe when you're a teenager. <laughs> Sorry, Anna, you, you sounded like a scary robot for all of us for a second. Oh my but god! What you're saying I... made sense. Please say it again. Um, no, just that like. <laughs> When you're a teenager, sometimes it feels like you are the center of the universe. And, like, this idea that, like, yeah. they literally are. The future is literally based on them. Also, I think going with what you were saying before, Seb, like, um, there is this, like, kind of anti-authority stance that, like, I think a lot of, like, kind of, like, kid movies, like, will take, but it's, like goes it further because it's also like these kind of like gray and like uh influential figures from history it's like not just like kind of belittling like authority in your daily life it's like also like these guys they are dummies napoleon can't even play bowling it's interesting (laughs) yeah i also think it's that's cool well, I also think that that extends to even just like the very aesthetic of the film as well. Like it's very anti-authoritarian in how it approaches like the the visual effects of the like time warp, uh, jankiness and DIY-ness and silliness to that aesthetic. It doesn't try to like look uh, uh, realistic necessarily. It's fun and youthful in its style. And I think that that like complements this anti-authoritarian theme and ethos to the film yeah i also really like that's also like how they solve problems is like they don't solve problems in like a not as like it is a strategic way but it is a very like youthful like what are our resources as a young person way when it's like they literally have this like broken time machine and they're like let's eat some pudding chew some gum and just stick it all together and hopefully that'll work (laughs) Yeah, that, that scene's pretty cool. Like, it's, like, should be, like, dramatically the low point in the movie. And they're like, hey, let's have some snacks. Like, and everything's going to be fine. And then it is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They're always this optimistic. Movie... Yeah, this movie was, like, such an easy watch. 
I don't know. Like, I just put it on. I was like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> I, I feel like I already know what this is. It was, I think, Hannah, you said it earlier, like, Good Burger-y. But, yeah, it just was really, like, the perfect level of cartoony in a, in a movie. Um, and I really, like, liked how, I don't know, it's, it's, when I thought stuff was getting, like, kind of serious. I was like, oh, my God, Keanu's dead uh, when he was a knight. And then he just, like, came with, like, a cartoon frying pan or whatever. And, like, doing on the guy. <laughs> Um, that. <laughs> I, really I feel like that. that part really sticks out because they're like trying to add real stakes and it feels really out of place and mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's kind of dumb because it's like then he comes back and he's like oh I fell out of my suit of armor perfectly and I escaped in that one second that you couldn't see me which is fine for like the cartoon feel of the movie but, but why did they make it this big dramatic moment mm. but that scene I think is the the epitome of the film for me where it's like they don't trivialize this uh immediate struggle of these high school students and what's happening in the film they still take that seriously on a larger level by you know equating it to these large historical uh uh, uh, people but it's still like it, it still points at like you know this isn't really that so you know we don't have to take everything so seriously uh right we're still we're still just chilling we're still having a good time all the stuff we talked about yeah yada yada yeah. you know what i'm saying it's it's still a blast yeah like it simultaneously like doesn't trivialize it but also like uh it doesn't like take it super seriously mm-hmm. yeah I, I like how little violence there is in most of the movie too like even in the yeah. bar fight they decide not to fight or at least they go like, oh, we can't fight. And then they get cartoonishly <laughs> thrown through a wall. Hell yeah. I, I wanted to say something also that we were kind of circling around this a little bit, but like, I felt this very beautiful feeling at the end of the film where like, by equating this story of just these like, you know, kind of seemingly slacker nobodies who, you know, and maybe they won't amount to anything in the world, how you might feel about these characters going in. Um, by equating their tale to, like, the tale of these, like, you know, grand historical figures, these major icons, it it kind of creates this idea for me where it's like, yeah, all human lives and all human experiences, like, are valuable and have value. And there's, like, a... A, a story there for everyone, whether we're like remembered in time hundreds and thousands of years later, or we're someone who we might just see as like this slacker nobody. Um, no one life is like more or less valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one human experience is like more or less valuable. And I, I, I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, that is nice. Mm-hmm. I think I think there is something in the idea that kind of like by being open hearted and not never like condescending to anyone, like they say they know that they know nothing. They appeal to all these different historical figures like throughout time. They're kind of just like, hey, you want to come with us? And then they just do like it's like they all like Bill yeah. and Ted just because they're kind mm-hmm. of like open hearted and like. Yeah, I think it's also like kind of like encouraging like their characters because they're never like embarrassed about anything or they like never experience shame even when they like I don't know if they ever really mess up because all of their sort of goofs end up working for them in the end but it's like 
that move of like being like i don't know history so i'm gonna sit outside a convenience store and ask random people <laughs> like <laughs> that's like something that most like pretty much anyone would be like that is like the last thing i'm gonna do i'm just gonna torture myself but it's like them like admitting that they don't know stuff and being willing to ask for help like it is nice where it's like this film is sort of like about community and about like creating those bonds where it's like you can't do everything on your own so get support from people who can support you yeah and get a time machine and get a time machine yeah yeah get a time machine (laughs) i also think there's something in that scene where it's like do you really need to know, like, for most people who are, like, working jobs day to day, do they really need to know when Napoleon died or whatever? Like, it's yeah. strange that that's, like, part of the curriculum, and you can't, like, uh, pass high school without that or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. that goes back to that worldly knowledge versus academic knowledge thing that I brought up earlier. Like, I think it's more important to teach us to be good people and to treat people with kindness and respect than to like learn random historical things but uh you know academics doesn't seem to think so like they said be excellent to each other yeah and party on beautiful and party on dudes party on dudes yeah like come on like are you serious here like (laughs) do they not say party on as well in wayne's world or am I making that up? Was yeah, that just I was a phrase that too. Say? Well, they, yeah, they say excellent, don't they? Yeah, it was like a slang well. term. Okay. Which is weird. But I guess like awesome became like a slang term in like the 2000s. And that's also supposed to mean something that's like big and grand. And then, and then epic did too. Like, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And then there was the awesome renaissance in 2010s with the awesome sauce. Mm-hmm. Discovered. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, awesome sauce. Hell yeah. The, the dark ages. <laughs> also, I just learned, I kept using the word simp because to when we were talking because I'd just seen it on TikTok. I didn't realize it was like a slang. Well, it, it's part of it's a slang from like 90s hip hop. And then part of it is Brosland, my friend, said, but it's also a term they use in uh who's afraid of virginia wolf anyways this is a big debate about what? the origins of simp <laughs> <laughs> Damn. but i just thought it was like a funny word anyway like crazy it just like very much confused me as a kid that excellent was like a cool word because to me it sounds so neutral but but it's you know, literally means ex- it's excellent what do you mean excellent no but it was like a thing cool teens would say like that was very confusing to me because i'm like that just sounds like a an anybody know, word such a regular word yeah. we said gucci as a as meaning good in high school i know i'm just saying like it, <laughs> the, the, these things change and it's, it's interesting yeah it's like yeah there was a word like that i forget what it was <laughs> But I had the exact same feeling. I remember my, my teacher said that to me one time, and I was like, is this a good thing or a bad thing or nothing? <laughs> what are you saying? Was it, uh, was, was it balls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of my teachers said balls. No. I think it was like, <laughs> I think it was superb or something. I'm like, what the, <laughs> what is that? What is all that? Where'd you get the B from? <laughs> What if the Bill and Ted sequel came out in the 2010s and it was called Bill and Ted's Amazeball's Journey? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Sounds pretty good. 
We we dodged a bullet. Sounds we like gotta go better, back in time. Actually. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So what is I have not followed anything about this series, but I know that there's a sequel. Yeah, Coming. Bill and Ted's How bogus many... journey, and then Bill and Ted face the music. Bill and Ted's so there's bogus. Two se- there's, yeah, Bill there's... and Ted's bogus journey came out in like the '90s. It's an extended sure. uh, parody of the 1950s Swedish film The Seven Seal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? That's so weird. Is that also <laughs> based off of Seven Samurai? No. I know those. Never heard. Oh. <laughs> Whack to the podcast. <laughs> did we decide who we? <laughs> did we decide we, we want to say team? that? I want. I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah keep that in. Keep that in. All of that. Yeah, cut everything else out. Except, except for, for and, and we're wet. Podcast. Except and we're wet. Okay, okay. <laughs> Please, I we have to say that anytime we come back from a break. That is so funny. <laughs> um, okay, should we we should recruit someone, right? I yes. want Rufus. It's been over an hour. We gotta get someone on our team. Quick. I'm Rufus. still I'm still pro Napoleon. I'm Rufus. in history and in this film. I support everything that he did. Wow. <laughs> you support. <laughs> All right, I'm saving the audio clip. I want Rufus. <laughs> he has access to a time travel machine. Imagine getting canceled for supporting Napoleon. <laughs> We're going to do, do it, Seb. Yeah, in 2020. <laughs> Who supports Napoleon? Can I put a Dark Horse contender in here? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Billy the Kid seems yeah, like, like a great person. To be around, he he seems like a good. We already team have a cowboy. No one, no one looked that up. No one googled that. But yes, I. Agree. Oh yeah, we do have a cowboy. That's true. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Rufus I don't want like time machine. Yeah, Rufus does. What about Freud? Let's just bring Sigmund Freud. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a nerd. Yeah. Guys, what about the Deacon? Time machine. Oh, I take Deacon. I like Rufus. Deacon still, is but, so funny. Deacon but Deacon's is so my funny. backup. Deacon? Deacon's the little brother. brother. <laughs> He's so funny. He could keep things under control, too. You can't rely on that kid on. for anything. <laughs> That's true. They're, they're like, take him to a movie or something. Imagine taking a person from the 1600s to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine Go. taking him for ice cream. Wait, what is Go that see, thing? Like, there was like, or I saw something that was like, what modern day thing would you show a medieval peasant that would just instantly kill them? <laughs> I like, ooh. You know that tweet that's like one Cool Ranch Dorito has more Cheeto flavor than a medieval peasant would ever taste in their in their lifetime. <laughs> yeah, but that's true. That's... <laughs> that is. I wish I knew who wrote that. Anonymous. Yeah, that's it. That's anonymous. <laughs> you ever see that okay. meme? Okay, I'll oh, stop. No, but no. Ever... <laughs> tell me about your meme. There was an early meme that I liked that was a, it was somebody's like yearbook photo and their quote was be excellent to each other and party on dudes, Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah, because he ah. says that. <laughs> he do be saying that. Yeah. That's good. Oh, that's a quote. Oh, what if we take the peasant um, from medieval times that was like trying to get them killed and was like riding on the little cart with their time machine saying that they were devil spawn? 
Why would we pick do we get Do we Do we keep the time machine? He has strong convictions. He has strong convictions. Knows what he believes in. Let's take uh, the manager of the bowling alley. Uh, I don't know. Hell yeah. He's got that strong guy, arms. He can, <laughs> he can get us some bowling shoes. We can, he defeated can one of history's Guys, greatest Guys, Rufus has a time machine and clearly plenty of spare time as well. That's true. <laughs> Let's we, get Rufus. Take Rufus. Let's just take him. I love the time travel phone book. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rufus cool. in his time travel phone book. But I also, as a kid, I would think, like, how is it that, like, them going a day too far is only one number? Like, it's one number different? It's, like, there has to be so many numbers for, like, like, it's a full number different to go to, like, a different day in San Dimas, California. Yes. You know what I mean? Sab, yeah. I thought we were talking about is... the time machine. Sorry. Yes, this doesn't matter. Also? And there could be so many numbers on there. I don't know. Maybe well, this time. billion numbers long. This time I know prized it as like the numbers are just general like important places in history and not like literally every single second of every time. And you know, San Dimas around this time is important because Bill and Ted are historically important. See, you've already solved it. I Perfect. think you just yeah, brought you up that issue so you could then go, but I thought it through. <laughs> so compliment me. Okay, you're such oh, a smart yeah, boy. Really you know smart. what the governor just called, and he <laughs> says you're the smartest boy in the world. Ah, governor, I remember you well. Thank you for calling once there again. Is, yes, you who is the governor that's calling Seb all the time? How do I, I get am, a governor? I am the governator. You know, the governor. It was the governator. There's a child standing in a tree directly outside my window screaming. <laughs> Good for them. Is, is that the governor? <laughs> Why are they doing that? I think you might be in It Follows. Oh no. Okay, that's dark, never mind. Oh god. I'm sorry, I didn't even think of it. Never mind. That's all hereditary right. hereditary vibes. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, the the child's gone now. Imagine just a, disappeared. Like, no, imagine, he, he like, walked away with his mom. Imagine a horror movie where it's like really scary things are happening, and the person's just laughing about it to their podcast. Can you believe it? There is an old lady outside, and her guts are hanging. What is going it's the on? Sequel to I Funded called Google Meet. I'm I'm Google I'm whatever. <laughs> like Google Meet, like. Oh! <laughs> oh! Um, a cannibal is haunting Google Meet. <laughs> Google Meet is his own private butcher shop. Uh, um, Alright, let's wipe this episode. We'll try okay. again next yeah, week. We... New, new podcast, new show. Let's start it again. Um, do we want to do numbers? Numbers. Oh, yeah. We're taking Rufus? We're Does taking Rufus. Taking? I'm down I'm with Rufus. Rufus. Alright, whatever. Who did you want? Socrates. You didn't even bring up Socrates. Yeah, I did. Uh, did you? 
That guy's just gonna Earlier. be talking and talking, and I don't think he's gonna help. He doesn't even speak he's English. So Socrates literally talks forever. Yeah. Like literally, <laughs> there are just plays written by other people about him talking. <laughs> when are we gonna figure out what our what our whack pack is doing now, or do we want to save that for uh, we'll next just, episode? I, it'll just I be think a surprise. We Save that for the future. Oh wait, I, I I will. I could find someone to write a fan fiction for this. I'm not against it. Can we review who's in it? Okay, yeah. let's do it. Uh, Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher from Tag Marching oh, Band. God. Yes. Sleepy. I always forget about Isla. <laughs> Sleepy. Um, Sleepy the cowboy. Wait. wait. Uh, the, <gasps> the vegan slut. The vegan slut. And who did we take from Fast Five? Han. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now Rufus, Rufus the Time Lord. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay, listeners, at the beginning of our next episode, hopefully, maybe in the future, after that, we'll see. But hopefully next episode, <laughs> we'll have some fanfic for you. And yeah. if you end up writing it in the future, just come back in time and place it in front of someone. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. <laughs> All of you, all of you, write some, and then we'll read the best ones out loud. All, all, all thousands of you, and I'm sorry if you don't get picked, but there's just so many listeners. All millions of you guys, <laughs> and we'll just Try read maybe the it. top ten, top twenty at most. Top one, I don't know. Yeah, 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 maybe top yeah. one. Yeah, if we even open the. Let's set the. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I I have a number. Yes, what is your number? <laughs> what it's number is it? <laughs> it's 4.5. 4.5. Think this is a whack strong. movie. I think it's a hugely whack movie and I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed it. It was like it was a positive whackness. I feel like some of my ones have been like a weird whackness. I've been like, what are you doing with this? Like, why are you using these themes? But this movie was like overall a great time. Can't believe I just watched it today for the first time. I feel like this would have slapped when I was younger too. Uh, yeah, great, great pick. Thank you for making me watch this. This is a great, a great one. You're welcome. This is a real turnaround from Emoji Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. Yeah, I echo that. I love it. I'll give it a four. Uh, super fun, super unique. Um, I don't know. I said all my thoughts on it already, and you guys always make fun of me for going too long after I'm giving my rating, so I'm just going to drop down a four. Who makes fun of you? All of you. <laughs> I have never made fun of anybody ever in my life. I'm a <laughs> wonderful, nice, kind person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, nice long speech, Abraham Lincoln. Anyway, let's move on. Four score and seven hours ago. Adam started uh, talking about his score. Um, My four score. Yes, and I, too, will give a four score. (laughs) Another four score. Ah, We got Lincoln jokes. Nobody else says Lincoln jokes. If Seb and Nara give it a four, it'll be four four scores. Four scores. <laughs> I'm four. really tempted to give it a four just because of that. Yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give it a four. I'll four give it a four. Scores. I was going to give it a three point five. Wow. I don't know if the filmmaking is like super whack. I think the story is very strange. 
Um, but the performances are strange. Yeah, the performances are strange. And the these time travel sequences are whack in a good way. Come on. Like, literally the time tunnel stuff, yes. Yeah, that stuff's great. Yeah, yeah I guess that's yeah, like, a lot that's of like two minutes. Filmed. I don't know. Anyway, um, I feel like these characters would say the term whack if they were, you know, young now or in the 90s. And so they would that's go, a four. it's superbly whack. Probably. They probably because they a good whack, not dickweed whack. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. No dickweed whack here. No I bogus was... wax. Sorry. Yeah, this one was not bogus in any way. No. The next one, Bogus no. Journey. This one, excellent adventure. Oh. The next um, one doubles down on the homophobic slurs, if I remember correctly. Really? There's more than one in the next one? Oh, there's oh, no. one. It's just one more prominent. They... Okay. I feel like I didn't even notice it when I was a kid in this one. I was surprised. There was only one in this one. It's just the one. Yeah. yeah. And, it and I was still like, I was like, Ugh. Yeah. It's the only <laughs> yeah. non good natured thing. I was also like, that moment could have just been so nice and fun, but then you had to do that to it. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. just hugged. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> There's dudes watching. Okay, but I, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Because. I want to. No Wait, four scores. I thought we were gonna have four four scores. Now we have yeah. three, three four scores. Well, technically it's five four scores because four point five plus three point five <laughs> equals four. So it's a score of four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I see what you did. You're smart. Everyone, get You're your top smart. hats. Uh, uh, listen, I have to we say can't something. See this, but we all have top hats on <laughs> right now. <It's> a- <laughs> we were we- before Nara said that, and then they just appeared. We, we, yeah, we have our big top hats, like how we wore cowboy hats in the past. We love props here. <laughs> I actually did wear a cowboy I, I have to say something very important. Last series, we gave out the golden Ethernet cable. <laughs> for the wackest film about the internet. And right now we have to give out the golden... Friend, the golden pack. <laughs> golden backpack. Friend. The golden snack pack. The golden... the golden montage. Does that make any sense? You, whoever wins, gets a nice scrapbook of just nice moments you've had with your buddies. Okay. Yeah. Have all of these movies had montages in them? This one Very had much. a montage of them assembling a team for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this one had a montage where they're snapping through time. I think John Magnificent Tucker. Seven and Dave Chappelle are, are questionable. And John Tucker. Mm. No, like John mon- Tucker. There's montages. Not of assembling the team, though. The like, guys in the thongs playing basketball. But, like, specifically mm. assembling the team. Is that what we're talking about, or just montages? Uh, oh, no, no, I was just talking about mont- montages. Oh, okay. I don't know. Get out of me face. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, then. Okay, so the golden montage... Um, I think it's pretty clear which one it's going to. Yeah, I don't. But if you have... want to ran- if you want to list off the numbers, yo, I don't have the numbers for Wait, Dave Chappelle or John Tucker. <laughs> well, they were definitely lower than this. Well, tag was two point one. Oh, it's going to this one. Magnificent Seven was one point eight. <laughs> John Tucker Unfair. Must Die was like two point something. I remember, or maybe a three. Tag should have won. Fast <laughs> Fast Five was two point eight seven five. Didn't you give Dave Chappelle's block party like a 
one point something. I gave it a five, and everyone else gave it low scores. So yeah. okay, probably got like a like mid mid. It was like a two something. Yeah. And um, this one got a four. So Ooh. do I take the take it two two you... series in a row? Okay, that's got two change. in a row. Oh my gosh! I'm doing a victory dance. <laughs> I'm ending you next series. You're beating me. I have the nuclear codes of movie. Oh, I already know what movie I'm choosing. So. Well, I've already chosen the movie. Next week we're doing Bogus Journey. Let's see how bogus it is. Yeah. I'm excited to rewatch. And it. that's that series is called Whack 2K slash Whack to the Future. Movies about the future. Hell yeah. Ah. Why are we doing movies about the future? I don't know. If there's a pun Because that's where we're going. Whatever. Um, (laughs) is this, are we done this episode? I think so. We got to sign, we got to sign off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks to, um, to, uh, Emma Kudlak for the art. Ian Mills for the music. Yes. Yes. At Insomniac Fest on Instagram, insomniacfestival.com, insomniac underscore fest on Twitter. Listen to Maury's at Whack. Give us five stars. Tell us if you've listened to the podcast. We'll shout you please, out. Please, please, please. I, oh, I have a shout out. out. I have a shout out. Uh, yeah, uh, I wished my friend Hinako a, 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 a happy birthday the other day. And Hinako gave me a birthday gift by saying that she <laughs> listens to our podcast. Oh. <laughs> wow. Happy birthday. So, thanks, Hinako. This might be the most birthday episode ever. One of the most birthdays of all time. Wait, how do they end the movie? I swear we get <laughs> better. Oh, wait, I, I got one, I got one, I got one. Be waxalent to each other. And party on, dudes. Yeah! <laughs>